Would you stand for the reading of God's Word this morning? Again, it's um, John chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus, among those who were reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bags, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Her offering of worship was an aroma that filled the room. There's an anointing in this house that is filling the room. Hallelujah. Do you feel the aroma of the Holy Spirit's presence? Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak this morning on what a waste. What a waste. Judas was the only disciple who had enough courage or dared to express his outrage. He had just about enough of watching Mary pouring this precious perfume that was a year's wages on the feet of Jesus. He didn't say, what a waste, but he was implying, what a waste. But John dared to tell the story. Don't you love the Bible that tells it just like it is? He could have never brought this to light in Scripture, but he does. And in his gospel, he says that Judas was a thief, that oftentimes he would dip into the money bag for his personal use. This value of a year's wages back then, compared to our dollars today, would according to some readings that I had read, was the value of $30,000, today's money. $30,000 poured out on the feet of Jesus. Judas 
probably had some of the disciples murmuring and saying, you know, Judas is right. Hey, we could have given that to the poor, especially here at Passover. There's people who have needs here at Passover. How would you have felt? How would you have felt if you were there? And you saw a year's wages poured out on the feet of Jesus. As she began to pour this precious perfume on his feet, I can see one ounce, two ounces, three ounces, four ounces. What a waste. Five ounces, six ounces, seven ounces, eight ounces. What a waste. Nine ounces, 10 ounces, 11 ounces, 12 ounces. What a waste. 11 ounces, 12 ounces, 13 ounces, 14 ounces, 15 ounces, 16 ounces. What a waste. That's how Judas felt. Would you have felt like that? As she almost poured almost $2,000 every ounce out of that bottle on the feet of Jesus? Jesus said, leave her alone. Leave her alone. He replied, it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Now, I don't know if there was a conversation between Jesus and Mary and said she was saving this. I don't know. I don't know if there was that or it was just his knowledge that's supernatural that let him know that that was a preserved amount she set aside if that ever that day came. But little did she know. You see, the disciples, all through the Gospels, they seem to be so ignorant. He tells them over and over, I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. But it seems like they just cannot grasp it. They cannot understand how that could truly happen. Mary's extravagance was following a miracle that had happened in her house. A miracle that took place that saved her brother's life. She remembers the, the day that she had been waiting for him for four days to get there. She remembers him weeping over Lazarus. She remembers him standing in front of the tomb and telling them to roll the stone back. She remembers him speaking with authority and saying, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> she saw him walk out, bound in his garments of grave clothes, and saw him alive. Hallelujah. No wonder she's pouring out her worship on him. No wonder she's offering such extravagant gifts 
on his feet. Because Lazarus is not dead. In fact, on this occasion, it's just a few days later, that he is invited to their house for this meal and this fellowship. And Lazarus is reclining with Jesus at the table. (laughs) He's there. He's alive. Her tears before were tears of sorrow, but in her house today was total difference than when Jesus showed up. Her house was a house of mourning. People were weeping and crying and wailing, but today it's a celebration. Jesus is here because our brother is alive. Hallelujah. Can someone say amen? Have you ever lost somebody to death? Somebody really important, a husband, wife, a child? I believe that any one of you would have been like me. I, I was a child. My, wife, my mother died at eight years old. I turned nine that same month. If I had had $30,000 to save her life, I would have done it. That's how much it would have been meant to me because there's been a hole in my life, my whole life, because my mother was not in my picture and in my life. But you see, she wasn't buying his life. He was already alive. She could have kept it and not used it because he would have been just as alive then as it was now as she poured this oil on Jesus' feet. But you see, there's something to think about here. That same man that was grieving over the $30,000 of the year's wages poured out on the feet of Jesus sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. The price of a slave. No life is that not worth, no life should be worth so little, especially the Son of God. He was alive and well at the table. This gesture was not necessary, but Jesus loved every minute of it. He loved every minute of it. Leave her alone. She meant it for my burial. But you see, they never got to his feet. They never got to his body because the tomb was closed. They couldn't come and do what they wanted to do. On the, on the first day of the week, they made the attempt. They were bringing their perfumes. They were bringing their spices, but they never got to because Jesus was alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Jesus knew that that time would come. He was six days away from his crucifixion. Six days away. Did Mary know it? No. But Jesus knew it. And that was so meaningful to him. You see, Grace comes before worship. When I was lost, I didn't worship him. 
But when I became a Christian, I worship Him. Grace comes before worship. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. But God demonstrated His own love for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The debt was paid. Grace was first. Worship comes later. And she's worshiping. Hallelujah. Because grace had come to our house. Mercy had come to our house. Will somebody praise him? Because it's come to your house. Because it's come to your your place. Judas implied it was a waste. (laughs) But I believe her only regret regret was she didn't have more to pour. Mary knew that this was not extravagant for her because the anointing of his feet was saying to her, I'm thankful for the anointing that was on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm thankful for the anointing that was on the Messiah that visited my home and brought life to my home. Hallelujah. Her heart was filled with gratitude. Her heart was filled of love because grace and mercy had come into her home. Hallelujah. Now I want to jump over to another scene. And this scene is in heaven. This scene is in heaven, and I wonder what the angels were thinking when they saw their their God, the Messiah, the Son of God. was given over to the hands of human torture. When they looked and saw the spit in his face, the stripes on his back, the slaps and the abuse, when they saw the the crown of thorns, when they saw the nails... When they saw the cursing and the mocking and the bleeding, did the angels dare to think, what a waste? Did they dare to say, what a waste? What a waste! Because he, they knew he was dying for the sins of the world. He was there fulfilling his purpose. But the ones that he was sent to, they rejected him. They refused him. They f- turned their back on him. They crucified him. Mary knew. 
Mary knew from her relationship with Jesus that God had given her a greater gift than she could ever give because the greatest gift of all the world was when God gave His Son for my sins and your sins. I can't, I still have problems comprehending why He would do that for me. Who am I that He would die for? Who am I that He would bleed for? Who am I that He would go such human torture for? There's people, no doubt, when you left your house, today they saw you pull out. They probably said, what a waste. When you pull out every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night, they look at you some and say, what a waste. There are people who pass churches all across America. And they see people's cars in the parking lot. And they say, what a waste. What a waste. When they find out that we Christians give 10% of our income to the church and to God, they say, what a waste. But they don't understand that there's an aroma that fills my home. What they don't understand, there's an aroma that covers my marriage. What they don't understand, that there's an aroma of grace over my children. Both my son and my daughter are Christians. My, my, my daughter-in-law, my, my son-in-law are Christians. My son-in-law's in the ministry. My son's in the ministry. There's a smell of grace. There's an aroma on my children but it's also an aroma on my grandchildren. All seven of them are saved and are serving the Lord. They are, there's an aroma on my grandchildren of grace and mercy. An aroma, an aroma on my oldest grandson at 18 months old was, was diagnosed with cancer. But he is going to turn 17 next month. An aroma of grace is on my grandson. His little brother that was born just 18 months later almost died in childbirth. There's an aroma of grace on my grandchildren. My son died three times 10 years ago. But there's an aroma of grace on my son. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. To be the father of his children. There's an aroma of grace. Hallelujah. When he died those three times that night, the paramedics came the next day with a sympathy card to the house and said, we're sorry for your loss. And the mother-in-law stands there, I don't understand. He's alive. He's in the hospital. He's in a coma, but he's alive. They couldn't believe it. But a moment of grace was on my son. They said if he had died in his sleep, he would have never recovered. But grace 
let him fall on the ground before they went to bed. <laughs> and God gave him the opportunity to become the chaplain of that fire department. <laughs> he became the chaplain of the fire department. Hallelujah. Do you smell it? Do you smell it? There's an aroma of grace in this room. Because we're alive. There is an aroma of grace in this room because we have abundant life. There's an aroma of grace in this room because we have eternal life. Would somebody stand right now and worship him? Oh, worship him. Oh, worship him. Oh, worship him. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, la 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 Oh, hallelujah. Oh, just keep worship. Can you stop? Why can we stop when he's worthy? Why can we stop? How can we stop when he's worthy? What can you celebrate this morning about your family? What can you celebrate? about your
with Christ is there anyone here today that's just now realizing you know I'm not what I used to be my worship is a formality it's not coming from my heart it's not coming from deep within you want to renew that commitment to your first love. You want to renew that commitment to your first love this morning. Would you come forward right now and just bow at an altar at these steps and say, uh, come Lord. Out of a sincere heart, I want to renew that love. I want to renew that love to the Lord. I want that fresh touch of aroma in my life, of grace and mercy. As people are coming, come as the Holy Spirit's drawing you. As the Spirit is drawing you, come. Is there anyone here that hasn't given your life to Christ? This is the moment. The aroma of mercy and grace is in the room. You come right now. He'll wash you clean. There's time. There's time. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. sing this out to the Lord and let it be not just mouthing it let's just worship with it let's just worship with it
Come on, would you just lift up your hands? Would you worship him? Lord Jesus, you are so worthy. So worthy, Jesus. Worthy of it all. Worthy, Lord. Thank you, God, for such a message to challenge us, to, to give honor and glory and value and worth to you, Jesus. Lord, for you are worth it, Lord. Lord, every sacrifice, every step we make, every ridicule we feel against us, every onslaught of attack of the enemy that's on the body of Christ today, Lord, I recognize that on this side of glory, Lord, this is not our eternal home, but God, there's a, there's a home in heaven waiting on us, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray that in every breath that we have, every move that we make, every gift that we give, God, we give unto the glory and honor of the King of kings and Lord of lords, that you may be worshipped, that you may be honored, that you may be exalted, Lord, for you are worthy. Lord, I pray that if, if we have found ourselves in such a way that we feel sometimes that maybe it's a waste. I pray today, God, that we would come before your throne and recognize that as our brother has stated, that the gift that you gave, the greatest gift that we could ever imagine, your life on the cross of Calvary, that we could have eternal hope, that we could have eternal life, that our sins are, are no longer accounted against us, but we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that we will not forget and not take for granted the greatest gift. And, Lord, that we would recognize that our servant, our servant too to you, Jesus, our hope in you, Lord, our love for you, God, Lord, that every bit of it is worth it all because of the glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the Apostle Paul who said, I count it all. It's nothing. Oh, that I may know Him. Lord, I pray that I may know You, Lord Jesus. Know You in Your resurrection. Know You, Lord, and all of Your love for us, Father. Thank You, Jesus, for this day, for this moment, for this refreshing, for this revival. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for lifting us up today. We honor You. We praise You. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I won't preach. I promised God when I got up that I wouldn't leave here without giving God glory. Because what the God gives, He can take just like that. <laughs> Beverly, you can test to this. Before church started, my speech was barely... There, I could barely get a word out because a couple of Sundays ago, while Pastor was preaching, and I guess he was coming to a close, I really can't remember. Something happened back there, and I spaced out. We don't really know what it was. But when I came to, I was in so much pain, and I couldn't speak. All I could do was just cry. And I started writing on my iPad and telling Jay that I was in pain. And then I couldn't speak. And two women came and started praying for me. And in that moment, I didn't know who it was. I could just hear them. And it was Lydia and Sister McGarity. 
And when service was over, and I know, I think, I think Jay motioned for pastor to pray. I don't really remember everything. But we left, and we went to the hospital, and they called a stroke alert on me because they thought that I was having a stroke because this is something that has never happened with me with my MS. And Jay notified my family and told them what was going on, and we had everybody praying for me. They did a CT, they did an MRI, and there was no signs of stroke, just my MS. We were there, and they started doing everything, and needless to say, they kept me overnight, but I still didn't have my speech. And I have to have my speech to work, and I love my job. And that was all I could think about was I've got to so hard just to try to say my name. I could think it, but it wouldn't come out. But as of today, I still just couldn't get my vowel sounds right and consonant sounds right. And as I was standing back there, I told God, I said, God, if you will heal me, if you will give me my voice back, God, I promise, I promise I will give you glory. And I stepped out. And I want you to know this, I've also been in pain. I've been having more muscle spasms than normal and not sleeping in this church. Let me tell you, if you need prayer, (laughs) this praise team will pray. (laughs) This is a group that will pray. And Jay came to church last Sunday because I'd had a panic attack. And he was like, guys, she needs prayer. And they prayed over me. But not only that, our kids prayed over me. And he brought that prayer cloth home. And I believe that that was the start of God working in my life. Because over this past week, my speech has gradually improved. But now he's not going to get me to shut up, Pastor. <laughs> Can't see get ready. <laughs> But I want you to know this. God can heal. I don't know what you may be facing, but my God is a healing God. And there's one more thing, and then I'll give it back. Jay is a very quiet man, and he's not been saying much, but a few years ago he was diagnosed with stage 3 kidney failure. It went from 4 to 3, praise God. But we got a report this past week that just thrilled me to death but he went up 12 more percent without trying to do anything I can tell you right now we're not dieting (laughs) so even when we're not trying and even when we're not seeking God for our healing God cares for us and he's working Megan he's working in our lives so that he can get the glory so that he can let us know that he's there in our time of need. And I'm so thankful for that. So if you need something, he's here. It's not too late. But he's also in your home. He's wherever you cry out for him. Amen.
to God be the glory. Amen. So you got to be careful giving a mic to a preacher's kid. <laughs> Brother McGarity, thank you so much for your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit today. Thank you, praise team, for being on cue as, as normal. You know, you guys have just blessed us so much. Know that you're a praying team, and I do know that you have seek you seek the Lord for these services. Thank you guys for being this family. We love you guys so much. We're so thankful for you. I know that there's a um, Deborah Sparkman. Where's Miss Deborah? Stand up right there. Deborah wants to have a meeting with um, with all of, all who are interested in going on a trip to Pennsylvania. Uh, they'll be going to the sound, sight and sound theater. They'll be going to Hershey, um, nope, Amish country, all that good stuff. Any, so if you're interested in going on that trip, she she has a brief meeting right here, uh, about 10 minutes. Uh, and she, she'd love to give you some information on that. Um, love you guys so much. Look forward for this Wednesday. Uh, God is so good to us, man. Every single day, the Lord is showing up and showing out in a new way. Amen. Love on somebody. Let them know you're happy to see them today. Let's keep seeking the Lord. Let's keep believing. Let's, let's keep getting equipped and advance the kingdom. Amen. God bless you guys.